everybody. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Lena Saleh, the EdTech Guru, where we are disrupting EdTech and education. All right, let's do this. Hey everybody, and welcome back. The past few episodes of this series, we focused on what jobs are even available for you, as well as what jobs would be best for me. This week, we wanna focus on where to network, and then what do we need to do to get ready for the application process. So now that you've identified what jobs might be right for you, you also know the breakdown of what individual jobs are within each of these ed tech companies. The next part of the process is getting your resume, social networks, and networking ready to go. One thing when I always meet with teachers is I always ask, what does your resume look like? Most teachers will respond with a traditional type of resume. One thing I had to learn immediately was that a resume for a teacher is not what industry standard resumes look like now. Even a standard teacher resume has changed with time. You need a more visual, graphic resume that has a good representation about you. If you're not sure how to write a resume, a couple of tips for you. One, look at at other examples of resumes that are within the same industry that you're looking to join or the same job that you're looking to join. The next part of that is looking at the templates and then go ahead and adjusting yours to be that. So what do I mean by that? You need to have key measurable metrics. And when I'm talking about measurable metrics, I'm talking about was able to move this student 75%. Taking all the things that you had as far as in the teaching industry and coming up with five or six really clear things that you've accomplished within that job in relation to the job that you're applying for. So if I'm looking to do become a party planner, I'm not going to talk about that I was able to use this tool with my students or move them this certain percentage. I'm going to talk about all the organizing that I did within my role in the classroom. If I'm looking to be professional development, I'm going to focus on clear, measurable, metrics of how I designed my curriculum. If I'm wanting to do sales, I'm going to highlight the sales pieces and make sure I have that those clear guides, like I was able to move students this much percentage. And you'll want to do that for every single one of the things that you've ever done, any career things that you've held. Then you are going to need to make sure that you have a LinkedIn. LinkedIn is where most of the recruiters and jobs are listed, as well as most of the time where companies are looking for you. A lot of times as a teacher, this is an underutilized network that we don't typically use. Typically we use things like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, but we don't use LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the professional network and you need to have a LinkedIn. Your resume needs to match what you have on your LinkedIn and you need to have a really great photo of you. So a headshot that's clear, that's not busy and making sure that you have a tagline. Now, a lot of people have the frame on their photo that says open to work. You can put that in there or don't put that in there. It's kind of up to you, but you need to have a resume that matches your LinkedIn and that's the first step. That brings us to the question about where do I even apply or look for jobs? The places to look for jobs are LinkedIn. You can use search terms like EdTech, educational technology, learning design, customer success if that's what you're interested in. Just making sure that you're attaching that with EdTech. Then you can also look at EdSurge. You can sort by remote or just specific to job title here. These are gonna be all jobs specific to education. And then you have ISTE. Sometimes has good ones in there, usually more relevant to staying in the teaching field. There's another site that I like to recommend and that's called Workmonger. It's specific to teachers. You share your resume and then they'll contact you of a position 
fits your wants or needs, and this is a free tool that you can use. Another place is AngelList. AngelList is where all of the ed tech startups or any type of startup tends to list their jobs. So you can kind of browse there and kind of explore that. If you're in a bigger city, another place to look for jobs is built in and then insert your city name. So built in Austin, built in Atlanta, and you'll be able to see also a lot of the really good startups in your area and they also post jobs there as well. The last one that I always suggest, this is just a tip, there is a Facebook group, it's called Austin Digital Jobs. Now, I know most of you are probably not in Austin, but I recommend people to join this group because you can get in on the conversations that industry are having and other people's struggles within the job market and kind of see what certain things. It also gives you a really unique way to network. If you're looking for education jobs or things in the ed tech industry, I tend to say, to this might be quite controversial, but I tend to say stay away from Indeed. Why do I say that? Because a lot of the jobs that are listed there are not usually verified and sometimes it can be like scams listed, like it could be an insurance company saying that they're an ed tech company and they're actually not but they're trying to kind of get you into a job. Now, it's not the worst thing to do that for interview purposes, but I tend to say to just kind of stay away from Indeed as much as you can if you're looking to stay in the education space. If you're not, Indeed is a fine place to look for those jobs. So we talked about updating your resume, making sure you have a LinkedIn, where to search for these jobs, and what types of search terms. Remember, search terms to use are edtech, and then attach like EdTech customer success, EdTech sales, EdTech learning design. And that will bring up the jobs within those roles that fit within that specific space. So just specific to EdTech itself. And then let's say you find a job that you're really find is very vital and you really want to apply for this job. What I recommend doing is going to job scan and it, what it will do is it will run your resume, and then you also put in the job that you're posting for. And what happens is it gives you feedback, and the feedback lets you know if it's going to pass, basically, through the application system. Now, applications for teachers, for ed tech companies, and anything in the 21st century um, has basically a computer algorithm. The algorithm is looking for specific keywords that come from the job listing itself. If you don't have the those words in the job in your resume, then automatically the computer just kicks it out and you'll know because you automatically get a rejection letter right away. Now, if you start getting interviews, then you know that your resume or start getting calls with recruiters, then you know your resume has kind of made it to the next level. But I recommend starting with JobScan. Most industry professionals use this. You put in your resume and then you put in the job of which you're applying for and it pulls out those key words so you know what to kind of adjust. In addition to doing that before you kind of apply for the jobs themselves, keep in mind that you might have a few different versions of your resume depending on the types of jobs that you're applying for and you'll want to make modifications for each of those specific. It's important and people are going to be searching you whether on LinkedIn, a recruiter might look you up and just kind of see what you have there. If you're looking to go into like a design or you're wanting to do websites or graphic design, you need to make sure that you have a portfolio. So you also should have some sort of web presence. Even if you're not, it's also a leg up if you can put in a website on your resume that has you and it also has your resume. 
things. I'll attach a good example right here. As you can see, this person has their different kinds of recommendations from people, their resume lives here, and then it just links back to their social profiles. So that's also a good thing to kind of have. You need to have as much web presence as possible because people want to know that there's thousands of applicants. So you want to make sure that you kind of have a leg up. So we talked about best places to apply for jobs and when you start your job search, what do you need to be looking for? What do you need to have? You need to have a resume. We know what types of jobs now you're looking for and then you wanna use something to edit that resume using JobScan or something like that. Now, I mentioned this about how the algorithm will be kicking you out of different things. So another thing that you're going to need to do besides just fixing your resume and going to LinkedIn is you need to acquire skills. Now, many people say, you know, the skills don't only set you apart, but the skills do. And why I say that it's important to have skills that match the jobs of which you're applying for is one, it shows that you have some initiative. So even though as teachers, we have a ton of skills in our skill set, we pretty much could do any position in most of these jobs. Um, we don't really have the industry experience to back it up to recruiters or to the companies themselves, because not only are you taking a risk on them, they're taking a risk on you and that's important. So I always recommend getting some different skills. So some places that are good for getting skills, try not to spend a lot of money on them. It's really about taking the skills and then adding those to your portfolio, adding them to your LinkedIn. Um, any kind of certifications that you can get are really great as far as that goes. So where are the skills that you can kind of acquire that? So Coursera, there's a bunch of free courses that you can look, look for there. Coursera is, there's a lot of Harvard, there's a lot of you know more Ivy League schools that have courses courses on there that are going to be relevant to what you're looking for. They have anything from sales to cooking to literally an infinite amount of courses there that you can do without really spending too much money. The goal is don't spend a lot of money. Okay. You can take a lot of courses to be able to get skills for which you need. And if you find that you really want to get into it, then you can spend more money, but more money doesn't usually lend to more interviews. Okay. It's really about showing that you have the initiative, that you're taking these skills and then showing how you can apply those skills that you've been learning. Another place is Udemy and Udemy is pretty great. It's pretty affordable. And then you can look for ones that have certification. So you can spend 15 bucks. Sometimes they have a sale that's going on and you can find a coupon code to put that in there and you can get it a little bit more affordable, but having a certification always helps. You can put it on LinkedIn, you can put it on your resume, and now you can put it on your website. So a couple of different places that it can live. Hootsuite as well as HubSpot have a lot of great courses for social media marketing or any of that kind of social media or sales. You can find those for in both of those places. HubSpot has a pretty robust course line as well. Um, I've noticed that Hootsuite has started to eliminate some of its free courses, but try to go with a tool that's more, more recognized than something that is not so recognized. And then another one that I recommend is IBM. So IBM surprisingly has a ton of courses, and I'll link that down below. Anything from, you know, more so around the technical side of things, but they really have a wealth of resources and certifications that come from each one of their courses that they offer, all for free for you. And then Google has been really starting to do a really great job too on doing some of their certifications. You can find some certifications that are shorter. It might be, you can look through the, their library of resources that they have, but those are some different places that you can check that out. So again, doing your resume, where to search for jobs, which I talked about, being able to make sure that your 
application matches what the job description is because you don't want it to kick out. If you're not getting interviews or callbacks and you're getting immediate rejections, then you know that your resume doesn't have the right keywords for the job. So that's something to keep in mind. And then we talked about where to apply, taking some skill sets. And then the last bit of today's episode is talking about networking. Networking is a massively essential skill that you need to have in this world that we live in. What's so unique about this world is you can connect with anyone quickly. Some really great places to do that, to build up that networking portfolio are on LinkedIn. Just start connecting to people and how LinkedIn works is if you connect to me, now you can connect to anyone in my network pretty easily and quickly without having to put in a request or send in an email, you know, do any of that kind of stuff. You can connect, once you connect with me, you can connect with all of my other followers and you'll see the closer you are in line, it'll say like a first connection, a second connection, a third connection, and that's because The closer you get to those connections, the easier it is to connect. And that's kind of how it builds. And then go ahead and message them. I have had so many people reach out to me and I'm so thankful. I want to help as much as I can about just their interest in jumping into the field and they wanna talk with someone and kind of give them feedback. There's so much power in that and being able to give that feedback and being able to speak you know, with the teachers and kind of get their, their interest and feedback. I used to say invite somebody to coffee or offer them a beer or a lot of people are just now taking the time. The pandemic has put us in a really unique situation in which people are much more willing to connect. And the second part of that is not only building up your LinkedIn connections, because with connections, they might work at a job, or even if you want to apply for a job and you see a connection is there, feel free to message them, ask them if they can give you any advice about the role, and maybe you can just get some feedback from there. And then another part of the networking piece is you can also connect with people on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is now fully open for everybody, and it gives you a unique window to connect with people, not only see them on LinkedIn, but also connect with people who have the same values as you. You can quickly invite them to an audio chat, or you can kind of see where their heads are at. A lot of these people are coming into rooms, and they're speaking about job openings that they have, and then you can connect with them right there in the app. It gives you a list of their social profiles. You click on it. Maybe you send them a quick Twitter DM, say, I really enjoyed listening to you speak today. Thank you so much for connecting with me. If there's any way, give them a short feedback, blah, blah, blah about yourself. Is there any way that maybe we can connect? Maybe I can meet you. And then always make sure to follow up and just say thank you to those people when you do connect with them. I meet with so many people and I take time out of my day outside of my busy job and connect with people. And just a simple thank you after you have connected with that person is so important. I don't have to give you my time and people don't have to give you your time. But if they want to, then just a genuine thank you so much for taking the time is a pretty important, just a pretty important piece and it's also just good human skills, right? We really want to have those human skills. And next week, I'm going to be talking a bit about consulting and what you can do in the interim in case you don't get a job right away. And then the last bit will be the interview process and kind of walking you through that as well. And what do you do after you accept the job? I hope you'll join me for this next version. If you have any tips or tricks or wonderings, please feel free to add it in the comments below. Send me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram or on any of my social networks. And I look forward to speaking with you guys again soon. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for following along on this journey. My name is Lena Saleh, the EdTech Guru. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and comment below. And until next time.